It's a city known for taking care of you and also taking care of your palate. We are in Malaysia's culinary capital. And then we take you to another city for an eating one-nighter. We hit some of the hot spots in Raleigh, North Carolina. You have to try. Costco Pinot Noir is one of our favorites. Is it a good wine for white wine drinkers to make the switch? We have some pointers. And we have a new invention we found at the PGA Show to ease back pain, whether you are traveling, golfing, or coming off an injury. Undercover Jet Setter is swinging all over the world, so buckle up. Welcome and cheers. Cheers. We are coming to you from Penang, Malaysia. Now, one of the things this wonderful place is known for is medical tourism. And we'll have a whole show about that coming up soon. But it's also known as the culinary capital of Malaysia. And of course, we had to go and eat around for you. Before we chow down in Penang, let's show you how you can get here. You can certainly fly in direct. Now, if you're in Kuala Lumpur, you can always take a coach or a train ride, which are quite enjoyable in only a few hours. The coach is very comfortable. We sat in the top section and you will see some beautiful scenery along the way. And there are power outlets and they even include lunch and beverages. If you take the train, you will also need to take the ferry over to Georgetown to reach Penang Island. The ferry carries both passengers and automobiles to and from Georgetown. Now, once you get on the island, you can use the Grab app to get a car. It's like using Uber. Penang is known as the Pearl of the East. And as we arrive in this beautiful city, we see that this place is booming. In fact, it's the fastest growing city in Malaysia. And one reason is high tech. And for this reason, Penang is also considered the Silicon Valley of the East with many startups. Another big reason is medical tourism. We toured Glen Eagles Hospital, one of the world's top medical tourism destinations. Now trust us, if you get sick on vacation, this is the place you want to be. The hospital is friendly, professional, and highly accredited. Medical costs are comparatively inexpensive here, and they list the full amount that you will pay upfront for any procedure done by internationally and U.S. certified doctors like Dr. Vijayan Raju. See, here, especially in uh, Glen Eagles, uh, mm-hmm. say we have um, eight orthopedic surgeons, and each of us are doing our own field. So I do mainly knee and shoulder. We have spine surgeons, and uh, we have uh, hand and micro surgeons, and we have uh, pediatric surgeons. So each of us will be doing our own field. Although we are all orthopedic surgeons, basically we are uh, bone and joint doctors, but we are actually sub-specializing in our own field which means we have more numbers, better outcome. Now, because of medical tourism, Penang has the feel of a very caring city. In addition, the multicultural mix of cultures and indigenous people of Malay, Chinese, and Indian heritage make Penang a warm and accepting place. I, I myself am very proud to be a Malaysian because I can say that you know, almost all Malaysians we can speak at least two or three different languages. Uh, and, and being living in a multi-racial and multi-different religions a community, I think we learn to communicate and, and uh, uh, more effectively with each other and with better understanding. We have said that Malaysia is probably the one Asian country that would attract 
most Westerners. And Penang would be a great city to live in as well. Besides a booming economy and low cost of living, Penang has plenty to see, do, and eat. We suggest staying at the Park Royal Hotel. It is not far from downtown, and it's right on the ocean, so you can enjoy some ocean views and some beach time there as well. Need more relaxation? Try the Park Royal Lounge. It has soothing sounds that even the birds love. (laughs) And you can rack them up for a game of pool that will go great with some tropical libations. We had their Mai Tai with two rums and fresh pineapple and orange juice. It was superb. To complement that, we had the lemon daiquiri, perfect on a hot day, simple, light, and a summer citrus delight. Take a look at this sandwich. It's a traditional Malay club sandwich with chicken, smoked salmon, egg, cucumber, lettuce, tomato, Canadian bacon, and cheese. That is a mouthful, and that's a full breakfast in one bite. After that, we hit the Entopia Butterfly Farm and Museum. This is one of Penang's best tourist attractions, and when you get here, you will understand why. It's a great place to take kids and adults of all ages. The beautiful sanctuary is home to more than 4,000 butterfly species. There are tons of plants here, too, that allow the butterflies to thrive. Now, butterflies are an important part of the world's ecosystem. They pollinate many plants and flowers that are needed. Plus, butterflies are also a strong indicator of a thriving ecosystem. And it is not just butterflies that live here. There are also more than 120 insect groups and reptiles, too. Entopia is invigorating for your mind, and it also calms you with its peaceful vibe and tranquil atmosphere. Plan to spend at least an hour here, and if you bring the kids, you can stay at least a half day to a full day. There are plenty of interactive attractions here for you and them. As you can see, Entopia can get busy. A good jet setter tip is to buy tickets online ahead of time. Next, we head for more food street food at this hawker's market the long beach food court in batu ferengi bring your appetite and a little bit of currency as they don't take credit cards the food is so amazing and very affordable we started with freshly squeezed star fruit and watermelon these hit the spot of course we did wish we had some rum with us though (laughs) what's so great about street food here is you get a chance to see them make it right in front of you we dove into the homemade hainanese spring rolls the recipe is from the chinese island of hainan It's so fresh. Look at what's in here. They were lightly crispy on the outside. Inside, it was loaded with cabbage, onion, carrots, sweet turnip, chicken, and prawns, all for about $2 U.S. And now for this delicious dish called Ochien. It is basically a fried oyster omelet. It is a favorite hawker food in Penang, and there are plenty of choices to enjoy this delicacy around town. Everyone makes it a little differently. Here, it was fresh, simple, and absolutely filled with flavor. Slightly crispy eggs with juicy oysters and a perfectly spiced chili garlic sauce. You can't go wrong with this. And our friends had this dish, sizzling plate noodles. They are pan-fried noodles served on a sizzling hot plate with a wooden plate underneath to absorb the heat. They are hearty but not too spicy and are normally served with chilies on the side. Now here's a link to find out info on the best hawker food markets in Penang, including the Long Beach Food Court, 
that we visited. Next, we go back to the Park Royal Hotel to enjoy the luxurious local buffet at their restaurant, Cinnamon. Our friendly server gave us a tour of this abundant buffet, which starts off with a selection of tasty salads and super fresh variety of seafood. That was followed by the kanji, which is a rice porridge with lots of choices of toppings. Next, there was a large selection of local pickled fruits and appetizers. These included delicious traditional dishes from India, Malaysia, Indonesia, and China. We had to get the carved roasted lamb with biryani rice. Along with the tandoori chicken and soup selections, we got a made-to-order asam laksa, a popular dish with spicy and sour noodles to which we added a variety of toppings. And of course, no trip to Penang is complete without some version of my fave, char kway tiao. There's no shortage of beautiful and delicious desserts like this pandan cream brulee, as well as refreshing dates and fruits. So whether you're interested in medical tourism, tasting some amazing food, or just want a seaside rendezvous, Friendly Penang has something for everyone. You know, this place was amazing and the food was amazing and it's definitely a must do if you're anywhere near Malaysia, but the best of all, we love the people. The people are so sweet and kind and, and just really wonderful. And a lot of Americans don't really know that much about Malaysia because it's clear on the other side of, 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 of the world. But yeah. this is not only a great place to visit because you'll have a lot of fun here. It's a great place to live. There's a lot of American expats who live here. Mm -hmm. It's also a great place to work. This place is booming. So if you've got an idea or a technology or someplace you want to bring to incubate it, this could be the place. Oh yeah, and you can live like a king for very inexpensively. Yeah. And when we come back, more great food. This time we hit the American South. And if you have only one night to be in this southern city, we tell you what to do. And welcome back. Uh, Raleigh, North Carolina is, is really, it's, it's a boom town. It's got a lot of universities. Um, it also has the Research Triangle, so a great place for a lot of business to happen. Oh, absolutely, and it does get its fair share of visitors, that's for sure. But if you're there for just one day and one night, we have the culinary itinerary for you. Our foodie one-nighter exploration in Raleigh, North Carolina is more than just Southern food. It's a lesson in the new South cuisine, making a statement while staying traditional. But we start with some libation and jet-setter education at the Fox Liquor Bar. Get the passion fruit Mai Tai. It gets you thinking about the tropics. Or how about the classic Hemingway daiquiri with maraschino? as the usual Papa secret. While satisfying your palate, you can also get a lesson in modern mixology. Our bartender Ryan explains it is all about the ice. So you know Chef works with heat to control the temperature of your food that, you, that he prepares. This is our uh, a bartender's way of controlling the heat. You want to control the temperature of the cocktail. So as we said with the Mai Tai, we had the crushed ice. More surface area, so you're going to have a lot of dilution. That's why you're never going to shake anything that goes on crushed ice. For stirred cocktails, like you have old fashions, so these we actually uh, have this huge ice baking machine that comes out of 300 pound blocks of ice. Freezes from one direction, from the top down, so it pushes all the gas and everything out. That's why it looks so clear. It actually looks like uh, you can see right through it practically. So it has zero uh, impurities and has zero gas bubbles. Where if you look at like a cold draft machine, you'll see this gas bubble forming in the center, and because it's uh, freezing from multiple di multiple directions. Uh, this is another uh, type of ice that we have for like our uh, Tom Collins or anything anything in a highball. 
uh, this little molds that we make. Only steps away are two dinner choices with a southern flair. The first is Chuck's. Get the Dirty South Burger. It is a chili cheeseburger with southern coleslaw. Waiter Jeff Quinn is a self-described connoisseur. I, don't, I, I think it's the best burger in Raleigh, personally. Now, I, I'm always on a quest for a good burger. Always. It's my favorite food. After dinner, try one of their spiked milkshakes. We have another choice just a few seconds away. This is Beasley's Chicken and Honey. A 1950s cafe with a modern twist on southern cuisine, like these chicken and waffles. My preference is to do the work beforehand, get the meat off of the, off of the bone from the chicken, and then go to town, waffle and chicken at the same time with the syrup drizzled on all of it. Pair it with the Beasley's Moscow Mule. Notice it doesn't come in the traditional copper cup. Don't worry. It's fabulous with a kick of jalapeno. Yes, these southern places are more than just traditional food and drink. They are all the brainchild of award-winning celebrity chef Ashley Christensen. We consider ourselves very lucky. Uh, Ashley Christensen's a, a great person, uh, a great boss, someone that inspires all of her employees, and we're all very lucky to work with her, and she gives us an opportunity to really, really make some special drinks and also eat some great food. We consider ourselves lucky, too, even if you only have one night in Raleigh. If you are not nearby, there are plenty of Ubers and Lyfts in the area. Yeah, and we've done a lot of other stories on restaurants in Raleigh. All you have to do is go to our YouTube page. You can see all of them right there. And when we come back, we are sipping the Costco Pinot Noir yet again. And we're going to tell you how to actually enjoy it and what else you can do with it. Coming back. Now, we have done a number of pieces on this Costco Pinot Noir, and part of the reason is because it is so good and so affordable. And also, if you're a white wine drinker like I am, you can actually get a couple of tips from my resident expert here on how to drink this wine. Talk about, just really briefly, about um, how, to, how to serve this. Um, should it be just slightly chilled? Yeah, so you'd want to serve uh, really any red wine the, the rule of thumb is room temperature, but that room temperature notion actually comes from the days when they didn't have heating yep. and air conditioning. So it's it's back in you know medieval times when they first <laughs> had wine and they're talking room temperature. So really they're talking 55 degrees. 60 degrees. 55 degrees is the perfect temperature to serve a red wine at. So at that temperature, it's a little chilled, mm -hmm. but it's not freezing cold. And actually, 55 degrees is also the perfect temperature to serve a white wine at yeah. because it's not overly chilled and it's it's quote unquote room temperature. So mm -hmm. really all, all wines can be served at the same temperature and that's 55 degrees if you do it the right way. Now, some people prefer their white wines a lot more chilled. Some people like red wines chilled. Personally, if you're just gonna serve it the right way, I would I would keep it in a wine cooler. If you don't have a wine cooler, what you'd wanna do is pop it in the fridge for about an hour before you serve it, because you don't want it to get too cold. Mm -hmm. But if you pop it in the fridge for an hour, you don't have a wine cooler, yeah. serve it after that, and it will be good to go. It'll be perfect. And if you're a white wine drinker, and you wanna kind of break into the reds, this might be a good one to start with. It could 
could be, yeah. It depends what kind of a white wine palette you have. Mm -hmm. So I would say if you have more of a sophisticated white wine palette in the fact that you enjoy a lot of different white wines, a big variety, then I would say yes, go for the Pinot because that will give you a lot of, I see you eating, I, when I'm, I can't eat, you've eaten most of the salmon, by Hold the on, way. Hold on, keep talking. That, that will give you um, a good variety So for your palate. So your palate is already used to a variety of white wines. If you have the Pinot based on that, I think you will enjoy it and you will start to like it. Because um, like we said, it's not a heavy wine, it's very delicate. And then if you are someone who really just likes one type of white wine, I probably wouldn't start with a Pinot. I actually would start with a Merlot. I think Merlot is mm -hmm. a great intro to red wines for the majority yeah. of people because it's it's not over the top jammy, it's not tanniny, it's, it's smooth, it's creamy, it's chocolatey, it's got great uh, combinations for a beginning palette. So yeah. for the, the beginner of red wine, I would go with Merlot. And then I would graduate into a Pinot after that. And you will, you will really be able to tell the when difference. When we come back, we're going to talk about your back. So it feels better while you're traveling and golfing. We're at the PGA Golf and Merchandise Show in Orlando looking for products for you. We discovered the Therapoof and John interviewed the inventor... Judy Teven. Okay, Judy, tell, tell me about Therapoof because this this is this is not only great for travelers, but it's great for people who've just come off some surgeries too. Anyone really, and I actually invented Therapoof after having three back surgeries. And the wow. doctor sent me home from the hospital with a beach ball, and he said, "I want you to stretch it lengthwise, put it along your spine, and the counter pressure that's created from the air is going to give you support where you need it in your back." And if you can manage to do that, put an ice pack back there. And I'm a product designer, and to me, this was a product waiting to happen. So I went into my studio my, with my sewing machines and created my first Therapoof. And I used it for three years. And then I tested it on some patients that had back surgeries, knee surgeries, neck surgeries. And the results were really incredible. So we decided to go ahead and patent the product got a patent on the product and we decided to do a test run and the results were really fabulous so we went into production in Miami it's an all-american made product we shipped out of Miami and it's been phenomenal so how you use Therapoof is you inflate it slightly you put it vertically along your spine and you use it whenever you're sitting watching TV traveling in an airplane in a car anytime that you're sitting in an office chair and it's really incredible. It helps relieve and prevent the stress that you get from sitting in a sitting position for a long time. So this so is this is actually how it is. And someone would sit there, and would they actually like put a like an ice pack in there? So what happens is it comes with a it comes with a gel pack. The gel pack can either be used with ice or heat. Okay. Put it in the microwave or you put it in the freezer, and you can use this with or without. But you simply insert it into the pocket and you sit against it and you end up getting your, your hot and cold therapy. Ah, go ahead go ahead and sit in it and show so I can see how so, it, show people how it works. Basically what you're gonna wanna do is you're gonna wanna align it at the base of your spine and just sit back. And you can mm -hmm. feel it every time you move, the air pushes into the, either the lower lumbar or when you move forward it pushes into the upper back. 
the ultimate comfort comes when you've got that alignment that comes from the uh, the inner bladder. Okay, and then this is also good for travelers. You said you can actually use this as a traveling pillow. Yes, so the fun part is you can take this on a flight. You use it on your lumbar. Sometimes I'll just grab it and it replaces your neck pillow. So what happens with, with most neck pillows are they're static. They simply wrap around your neck and there's really no movement. But what happens with a TheraPoof is you move your head to the right, the air fills in on the left. You move your head to the left, your air fills in on your right. So there's never any static spots. It's just absolutely the most comfortable thing you'll ever have on a plane. Wow, all right, cool. So where do people get this? Well, they can get it online at www.therapoof.com. We also have it available in, in many golf shops, spas, salons. Okay, and uh, how, mu how much does it cost normally? The retail is $89. $89, okay. Mm -hmm. And this looks like it's easy to pack, like you throw it in your backpack or your purse, right. like when you you're getting on a plane. Exactly, you can deflate it and you just roll it up. You can actually fit it in your purse, your travel bag, backpack, take it anywhere you go. It's completely machine washable, so part that bothered me about taking airplane pillows is you're sitting in a seat on an airplane that everybody is sat in. This you just take the sleeve off, throw it in the washing machine, and you know you have a fresh pillow every time you're going out. Okay. And, and the actual material is what? It's uh, neoprene. Okay. And the product's totally made in the USA, which is the part that I like too. So thank you for joining us. We've been having a wonderful time with you here from Penang. And don't forget to follow us here on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and tweet us or uh, send us a message. We look forward to hearing from you. Cheers. Buckle up, Jet Setters. We are taking you on a trip to Hell's Kitchen. The world's first Hell's Kitchen at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas, that is. If you're a fan of the global hit reality TV show, you know this is Gordon Ramsay's baby, and it lives up to everything he is known for and then some. And it's a must-do when you're in Vegas. This bad boy overlooks the Vegas Strip with stunning floor-to-ceiling windows. The restaurant is set up just like the show, with the red team and the blue team serving up signature dishes from the kitchen. But first, we kick things off with a couple of cocktails. Smoke on the Boulevard. You are on the famous Las Vegas Boulevard, after all, a.k.a. The Strip. And this is a sexy, smoky, sultry drink from head to toe. It's Woodford Rye, Aperol, Amaro Averna, and Sweet Vermouth. All smoked up with cherry wood and one of the most sophisticated cocktails we've ever seen. Now, when you want to impress the people you're dining with, get this. Just listen to our jet setter rave about it. Smoke on, the Smoke on the Boulevard cocktail comes in this beautiful smoke chip wood box where they open it and reveal the smoke coming out of the box. Honestly, It'll, you will salivate for this drink. You will want another one, if not three or four, I swear to you. Now, if that doesn't blow you away, next we had the Pitchfork with Bullet Bourbon, Giffard Pomplemousse, Fonseca Tenure Tawny, Lemon, and Egg White. Now, what is Pamplemousse, you might ask? Well, it's a pink grapefruit liqueur made in France. 
Well, let's hear our jet setters' thoughts on this devilish drink. Okay, so the pitchfork was absolutely amazing. It was super smooth. The most amazing thing, like I would have never thought that that like mixture of things would have been so awesome and so smooth and so creamy like that. Now, if pumplemousse isn't your thing, this will win your heart over. Notes from Gordon. A sublime concoction of Plymouth dry gin, green tea, lemongrass, peach, lemon, and... A message from Gordon. Now, we can't tell you what our message was. You have to get your own. Time to move on to some crazy good tastes of yum. We know you're still thinking about that message from Gordon, but... This. Wild mushroom pizza, though. It's truffle gouda. Yes, truffle gouda. Grilled onions and that creamy umami mixture of wild mushrooms. Need we say more? With a perfect crispy crust, needless to say, it got raves from our Jet Setter Diners. And there's no mushrooms left behind with this one. My favorite. It was like the perfect amount of truffle because you know sometimes truffle oil or some kind of truffle could be too much. Um, no, this was awesome. It was a perfect mix of flavors and the mushrooms were sauteed. It was awesome. Next, lobster risotto. It's a classic dish that all the contestants have to make at some point and here it is done perfectly. And when it's done right, it's creamy and delicious with just a light al dente bite to the rice. Plus, they add truffles. And the butter-poached lobster tail doesn't hurt either. Mm, a melt-in-your-mouth short rib cheesesteak was next on the menu. Leave it to the Gordon Ramsay team to elevate a cheesesteak. And with caramelized onions, pickled Fresnos and jalapenos, plus provolone cheese. I mean, what more could you want? Well, of course, the quintessential beef wellington. Cooked to perfection, enveloped in a light and airy puff pastry with the incomparable Duxel lining. And what is Duxel, you might ask? It's a finely chopped combo of mushrooms, shallots, herbs like thyme or parsley that are sautéed in butter and reduced to a paste. And that's what makes the lining of the puff pastry so tasty. The Wellington is served with potato puree, glazed root vegetables, and a red wine demi-glaze. If you want the perfect illustration of a beef wellington, this little number will do the trick. Now there is also a fabulous wine list to go with absolutely everything too. And no Gordon Ramsay dinner is complete without the final piece de resistance, that is sticky toffee pudding. Now we are not big dessert fans, but we are big on this one. And we get it any chance we can, as you may have noticed from some of our other segments. Ah, yes, it's heavenly, caramelly goodness that you can't resist to the very last bite. And this is how you know everyone loves it. They practically licked the plate clean and then talked about licking the plate clean. It is absolutely mouthwatering. You will be licking every single plate regardless of what you order. I can guarantee you that much. You will absolutely love eating here. So catch yourself a little hell the next time you're in Vegas. Make your way over to Hell's Kitchen and get ready to turn up the culinary heat in your life. You 
may not have noticed, but the majority of undercover jet setter is shot on the iPhone. So that means you can create your own TV show, or you may want to have great vacation videos. Well, we've made it easier for you with our book. It's called the TV Studio in Your Hand. It is a quick read, and you can get it here. So bring us along for your next vacation video or your new TV show.